0: I gotta confess something to y'all real quick. It's like uh, going to confession, I guess. Um, Last night, about uh, I don't know, about twelve thirty in the morning. Kristen heard this. I thought she was asleep, and I was like, "Oh great! Now I'm gonna be up all night." And like, I I picked, I got an attitude with God last night. Like, legit, got an attitude with God. Um, And uh, because man, I thought I was all ready for this morning. But God had another plan last night, and, uh, and I'm stinking excited about this. Listen, we have been talking about how God moves and how God works and how God heals and all these different things. But, but I've, been, I've been on this point of, of physical, all right? So the physical healing. So uh, we've talked about emotional healing, uh, mental health and healing through mental health and and spiritual healing, the, the battles that we've been through before that just tore us apart and tore us down. And we've talked about those. But when we talk about physical healing today, listen, one of the things that I came to the realization of last night was as simple as this, okay? Listen, if you go to a recovery program because you are battling an alcohol addiction, nine times out of ten, and I'm, I'm going to say that, ten times out of ten, you realize that there is a greater issue than the alcohol. There was a reason why you had an alcohol addiction, and it wasn't because a drink talked to you one night and told you to drink it. No, it was because of an underlying issue that puts you to that place. And uh, Pastor Doug and I talked a great deal about this the other day, that that he went to recovery because of his alcohol addiction, but then he realized that that was because of things that had happened in his past that caused that addiction because it was a way to mask those things. But I want you to hear this today. I think a lot of times when we talk about physical healings and the things that God can do for you physically, I need you to hear this today. I think that there's another underlying issue that goes along with that. Listen, and we talked about that last week. What? What? That guy was paralyzed. All right, and and he lay next to this pool of Bethesda, and, and he wanted to be thrown into the water so that he could be well, he could be okay, but. It wasn't about the physical healing. Yeah, it was. He wanted to be physically healed, but it wasn't about that. It was about the emotional healing that needed to take place so that he could get the help to to be healed, to be able to see what it is that God has for us. But I'm going to tell you this today. I, I truly believe this. Listen, if you talk about and you look at the idea of healing, All right, And and the the miraculous things that God can do in and throughout your life. Listen, I believe that it it has been put to a halt in this country in many different ways. Listen, we are so blessed here that if you go out and you have have an eyesight issue and you need to get some glasses for a $150 deposit, you can go and you can get yourself a fresh pair of glasses with no issue at all. I know eye doctors that run $49 specials all day long. But what about those that are in a third world country? They find themselves in a third world country in Africa and all of a sudden they have an eye issue. They can't go to the eye doctor down the street because a lot of times they don't even have an eye doctor down the street to go to. They just go through their life not being able to see the way that they know that they should be able to see. We get so accustomed to things going the way that we have manufactured them to look here, that we don't rely on God and the miraculous things that he can do anymore. And so when we talk about things like that, and we're going to talk about that next week a little bit too, but check this out. When we talk about the things that God can do for us and the way that God can work, it begins and ends with faith. You have to know that God can move and God can work in massive, massive ways. So check this out. I want you to hear this today. We're gonna talk about three different ways that God heals physically. And we're gonna talk about these stories. There's a way that God heals through others, all right? And I need you to hear that today, that God heals through others. And I think too many times, we kind of push that one to the side, all right? You might have a friend You might have a friend that that doesn't go to church, doesn't have a relationship with Christ, but is dealing with some pretty massive things in their relationship, in their family, or whatever it might be. You understand this, that you can go and petition to God of those things that are going on. Like God can still work miracles through other people. And, And I think too many times that we're not willing to do that because it's like, oh, it's none of our business. If you know about it, it's your business. You should be praying for it. You should know that God has something big in store. Check this out. This story you can find in John chapter four, starting at verse 43. Uh, And Jesus is is out and he is is ministering. This is the very beginning of his his ministering to people and and the things that he's doing. And and Jesus is still trying to keep this kind of low key at this point, all right? And so uh, he's out here. He's trying to keep things a little low key. And and this man, the centurion man comes up to him and he's like, listen. My son is dying. My son is dying. I need you to do something. I know that you can do something big, but I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it is. I need you to do something. And Jesus is so chill about it because his son's not even here. Listen, this man's son isn't even within eyeshot of Jesus. He's not within walking distance of Jesus. This man traveled to get to Jesus. He traveled to get to where he was. And and he goes and, and Jesus just says, No, go back home, he's fine. Go back home, he's fine. He's not, no, he's not dying, he's good. And the centurion man, he's like, you say what? Like, what's going on? He goes, yeah, yeah, he's good. And so he's like, all right, I'll, I'll head back home. And he's, go, he's walking home. And, and this is the coolest part of this story. Listen, he's walking back home. And all of a sudden, this guy's servant meets him halfway. And he's like, you won't believe this. Your son's living, and he's fine. He's gonna be good. And, and, and the centurion man, he's like, are you like, okay, hold on, time out, time out, time out. When did this happen? are like about one o'clock yesterday. And that was the moment that Jesus spoke it and said, listen, he's going to be fine. Just go back. He's fine. He's living. He's good. Listen to me. That's faith right there. That's some crazy stuff right there. Listen, I'm saying this because I want you to hear this, that God can work through you for somebody else's situation. All right? Through you for somebody else's situation. That was all about his son. That was about his son's life. And yet he worked miracles through that man to, to make his son live and to see bigger and brighter days. Jesus works in huge, huge ways. Listen to me. If you're in this room today and you've been blessed, listen, I'm saying this, blessed with the knowledge of what somebody is going through. And somebody is struggling. Somebody's having a hard time. So, somebody is sick. Somebody, somebody has whatever it might be, and you have been given that knowledge, you have a responsibility now because of your relationship with Jesus Christ to know and to believe that he can do big things. Don't just push it aside and say, well, this is normal in this country. This is normal where I live. No, no, there is nothing normal about the way that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can work in and throughout every single situation. I need you to hear that because I think it is so important. Listen, Jesus will also heal through touch. We believe the laying on hands. That's why, that's why sometimes like we'll have prayer and we'll have altar calls and, and, and we'll say, hey, can I, can, I, can I lay hands on you? Can I pray for you? Uh, somebody's sick, can I pray for you? Can I, can I lay hands on you and pray for you? Because we believe so much in the, in the prayer, in the power of, of touch. And, and I love this because this story here, and this is where Jesus was really working on me with, okay? I think I want to push some buttons for a second, all right? Because I need you to hear this, though. So here Jesus is. He's walking along. And you find this in Matthew chapter 8, couple verses. And here he's walking along. And listen to me. Big crowd of people, it says. Big crowd of people all over the place. And, and, and this guy, this guy, Scripture and NIV says he, he was a leper. He had leprosy. But but when you do some more research and you start to see a little bit more to go along with this, you realize there's a good chance he may not even have leprosy. Because in the earlier translation, it did not use that word. No, it talked about a skin condition. This could have been a teenage boy with the worst case of acne you've ever seen in your life. I don't know what this could have been, but it it not necessarily needed to be that. But we, we do turn to that, that this was leprosy. This was something that people outcasted him for but I want you to hear this today. We're like, oh man, we wouldn't do that to people. Like we wouldn't outcast him. You know, this man, he wasn't allowed to go to church. He wasn't allowed to go worship his God. He wasn't allowed to be around his family. He wasn't allowed to be around his friends. This man was quarantined past 10 days. This man was not allowed to be around anybody. And his first big boom, I'm here is in a group of people, crowd of people coming forward Probably embarrasses all crap gets out. like He is just like, oh my gosh, like I've got this going on with me. And he goes straight to Jesus. And Jesus begins to work some really cool things. But I want you to hear something today before I move on with this, all right? Listen to me. A lot of people hear this story and they say, oh, no, no, we don't do that today. If somebody had a skin disease, no, no, we're not going to exile them. We're not going to throw them out and tell them they can't be around us. Bull crap. That's what Jesus said last night. Probably not those words, but you're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Number one. Number one, you ready for this? Ever heard of a thing called racism? Ever heard of a thing called racism? What is that all about? No, it's because somebody looks different from us. They don't fit our mold. They don't fit the perspectives that we have, and so therefore we cast people away from us. We don't want to be around them because they might sound a little different than us. We have other communities in the church that the church refuses to go into to even be a part of. All they want to do is bash. And we talk about the LGBTQ community. And all of a sudden, churches are like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. No, we, we don't want anything to do with them. This is what the scripture says. I see what scripture says. But Jesus still loved people. And that's what it's all about. It's about loving people. People, sharing them the love of God, showing them that he will touch anybody, he will reach out to anybody, make a difference in anybody's life. But when we exile people and we push them to the side, we're just telling them that Jesus doesn't love them. We're just telling them that Jesus doesn't have a care in the world for them. And that is dead wrong. We do this time and time again because somebody doesn't fit our mold, because somebody sounds different, because somebody looks different, because somebody processes different, because they don't fit our social circle, because they don't fit the way that we look, they don't sound the way that we sound. We exile them. We push them aside. We don't bring them into our family. We move on and we move away from them. We get scared. We get nervous. And we tell people we get scared and we get nervous. And you know what happens when we tell people we get scared and nervous? You just pass that on to the next person. You just pass that on to your child. You just pass that on to their kids, because now all of a sudden their child sees that, and all of a sudden they're going to pass that on to their kids a little bit later. That is why racism doesn't die. It's because it continues to get pushed, and it continues to get passed down time and time again. That is why the church still has issues so many times with people groups, because it just continues to get passed down. Oh, they better not come into this building. My God, listen to me. They better come into this church. This church is a place for sick people. This place is a place for anybody to walk into to know the love and to hear who Jesus Christ is. And that is what Jesus did. This man that nobody wanted to, his family didn't want anything to do with him because they were terrified of what they might catch. They were terrified of what they might get from him. And Jesus does the unthinkable. He kneels down to Jesus and says, I need to be healed. Jesus doesn't just step back and go, okay, man, you're good. No, look at this picture. What's he do? He touches them, he makes contact. He tells them, look, look, nobody else wants to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to make contact with you. I'm going to show you the power of my Father. I'm going to show you the power that he's given me. And listen, the same power that they gave Jesus, the same power that he walked around with, in Scripture it's very clear, he has given you that same thing, that through the Holy Spirit you can work miracles. You can do big things through the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own. You can't walk around making things happen like this, but the Holy Spirit can, and he can use you in big ways. Do not, do not, church, I'm telling you this right now, do not make this about a social club. Do not make this about coming to hang out with your friends. Do not make this about living in a safe place. This is about being uncomfortable, going out and doing the things that Jesus did. This is uncomfortable. But this man knew who he was and had breakthrough. And Jesus doesn't stop there. He tells him, hey, Here's what I need you to do now. Go and get your sacrifices and take them to the priests. And I need you to drop them off to them and let them see who you are and how you are and that you have been healed so that you can be restored into community. That's what it's about. Taking your sacrifices, taking your repentance, going to Jesus. Jesus, I'm so sorry for all the stupid things I do. My gosh, I pray that every day it seems like. Jesus, the stupid things I do, the stupid things I think, the people that I walked away from that I should have talked to, my God, I need you in the biggest of ways. And through repentance, I know that I have been set free in the kingdom of God. That's what the story is about. Quit exiling people because of the way they look. Quit exiling people for the way that they talk, for the way that they act, for the society they grew up in. Stop it. Amen. <laughs> That's why I said I couldn't sleep last night. It got me fired up. I'm laying in bed going, oh, I got to preach right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go live on Facebook for a little bit. Like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Check this out. Jesus heals another way. He heals through faith. We started with that. you got to have faith. But my gosh, he can heal even with just faith. No touch. Not going through another person. Through faith. This woman here has a blood disease. She's another one of those that people don't want a whole lot to do with. They make, she makes them uncomfortable. You're different than us. Why do you have these issues? Why do you cry blood? Why do you do these different things? I want you to hear this today because I think there's somebody in this room that needs to hear this today. This woman took it upon herself to make something happen. This woman fought her way through the crowd. All the people that were there and they were surrounding Jesus. And, and, and she had to fight to get through the crowd of people and she works her way all the way up to Jesus. And she knew that if she could just lay one finger on his cloak, one finger on the shirt that he was wearing, that she would be healed. Oh my gosh. Listen to me. She, she fought. She got to the front. She reaches out. She touches his cloak. And, and scripture talks about the power that came from Jesus into her. She knew that she was healed in that moment. And Jesus felt it. Jesus felt it. Scripture says he felt it. And he turns around and said, who touched me? He's surrounded by a whole group of people. He's being mobbed. People are touching him left and right. But this woman knew that if she could just reach out, just reach out, touch that cloak, touch that shirt, that something big was going to happen in her life. And she reached out, and he turned around. Look at this. I love this picture because, oh, my gosh, this is a true-life picture of what took place that time. No, it's not. Um, But he looks at her. Listen. He has compassion for what it is that she's been going through. He has compassion for that. But I'm going to tell you something. He also has a solution for that. And he worked in her and healed her from that issue that she had, that blood disorder that she had. Jesus worked by her reaching out and take, making that touch. By her reaching out and making that touch. The centurion, he went up to Jesus. Hey, here's what it is. I need this. All right, all right, right? And then the leper, he kneels down in front of Jesus. Jesus, I need you. He knew that he needed his healing touch. This woman knew that even if he wanted to turn around, all she had to do was reach out and touch the cloak and get back, she was going to be fine. So don't tell me that he can't work through your life. Don't tell me that he can't do things in your life. Don't tell me that he can't restore you from mental health and from from mental illness. Don't tell me that he can't restore you from cancer. Don't tell me that he can't take away your nasty attitude. Don't tell me that he can't move those ways. Because my God moves those ways even today, today. We hear about miracles still taking place. We hear about them more in third world countries because they allow God to move through their lives. They allow God to work miracles through their lives. Listen, church, now is the time more than ever for us to stand up, take a step and say, I know that my God, I know that my God, this is your God, this is my God, this is Carly's God, Sarah's God, Kristen's God, this is our God. That he is going to work and he is going to move in your situation. It might be on his timing. It might be in his way. It might not look the same way that you want it to happen. But my God is going to work in and throughout your life. Don't think that you're not good enough. Don't take those next steps in life because you're like, man, God doesn't want me. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Are you not ready Are you not ready? Is it because you're not ready to accept that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life? Is that the reason why you're not ready? Because you can't accept that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior and then turn around and say, I'm not ready for this. Because I'm telling you this, when you commit and you say, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, I am ready to do what it is that He has for me. I am ready. I've given my life in any way that I can. Now's the time to move. Now's the time to work. Now's the time to believe. Listen, this is what I think is so cool about right now. This is the saddest thing but the coolest thing at the same time. Our country is losing Christians at an alarming rate, more than we've ever lost before. The Christian faith is losing right now in this country. But it's gaining in other countries. In Africa, it's on like a 30% incline of people coming to know who Jesus Christ is. But here, we're losing sight. We're losing track. But here's the cool part you are here for a reason. You have been called to serve Jesus in the worst time in this country, in the time where Christianity is at a decline. He's calling you to be that voice, for you to be that light, for you to be that person that reaches out and knows that he still works miracles. When we talk about the thin place and that place where heaven and earth collide, listen to me, God works in massive, massive ways. Are you willing to meet him there? I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna close today. We still got a little bit of time. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I came up after the second song because I was like, I can't wait. It's like a pit bull, man, just, come on. Since, since 1230 last night. Um, anyways, uh, here's how we're going to end. We're going to sing a couple more songs. And We're going to worship. I'm going to stand over here. And I've got the anointing oil and stuff over there. We did this last week, but but... Oh my gosh, we're going to do this every week if we need to. If you need prayer, if you know somebody that needs prayer and you feel like you need to come and receive prayer for that person in your life, do not hold back. My God works miracles. The things that we read in this Bible happen today, happen Right now, happen in this place. Are you willing to allow it to take place? That's my question to you today. Quit saying, I'm not ready. Quit saying, I'm not good enough. It's time for you to say, I'm ready and I'm going to take those steps. You know what Jesus did when he was ready and it was time for him to take his steps? He got baptized. Jesus went and got baptized before he started his ministry. He said, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm asking you this today. Are you ready? Are you ready to stand together, a vast army, to confront the very thing that is destroying this nation, the fact that we are at a decline in Christianity, that people are not hearing the name of Jesus Christ the way that they should, that people don't believe in the miracles of Jesus Christ because of some of the things that churches are afraid to preach about? Are you ready to stand up and to be that light to people that need you? Let's pray, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you so much for the way that you work, for the way that you move, for continuing to work miracles in our lives, through our lives. I pray today that breakthrough happens. I pray today that if somebody is living through something right now that they need healing from, that healing comes. Father, I know it's in your timing. I know that it's in your way. But I know that your way is perfect. So, Father, I ask that you work and you move in big ways that there is not one prayer request that is too big. There is not one prayer request that is too small. That you work in the small stuff the same way that you work in the big stuff. You work in the valleys the same way that you work on the mountaintops. And I ask you today, Father, to move in the lives of our people. To move in the lives of those that are watching online right now. That they're just not sitting there on the couch watching, but they are receiving from your spirit, Father, the breakthrough, the comfort, the knowledge, The healing that needs to take place. So, Father, I pray that you take away any uncomfortable feelings we have, that we take away any feelings that we have of what another person might think about us for going up. Father, we know that if there's going to be somebody in this room that's going to judge somebody for going up to get prayer, they need prayer themselves more than anybody. This is not a place of judgment. This is a place of hope. This is a place that we find peace in your touch, in your relationship. Knowing that nothing is too good for you, nothing is too bad for you, Jesus. So I want you to work in this place today. It's in your very name I pray, amen. So we're gonna take this time over this next Hello, my name is Doug Doms. I'm the executive pastor here at the Movement Church. It is through your blessings that this ministry continues to reach out and touch lives that might not have been touched otherwise. If you want to continue to support our ministry, please go to movementchurch.community. And please remember to tell your friends, go on social media, tell your friends at Movement 937. God bless you and have a wonderful day. And thanks again.